Welcome to Mortification of Spin, a casual conversation about things that count, with Carl Truman and Todd Pruitt, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Let's join this week's conversation. Welcome to Modification of Spin. My name's Carl Truman. I'm a professor at Grove City College in Western Pennsylvania, and I'm here as always with my friend and colleague, the Reverend, the Right Reverend, Todd Pruitt, pastor always of right. Covenant Presbyterian Church in Harrisonburg in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley. Good here, to here. see you, Todd. Good to see you, Carl. How are things um, in? You know, think, things could not be better. Uh, in uh, in the great state of Virginia, the com the Commonwealth, as as we call it, uh, the weather's beautiful. Um, the uh, the the leaves are green, and um, things are 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 relatively peaceful these days. And so, um, yes, it's good it's good to be uh, a, a resident in the Shenandoah Valley. It, is, is it? Let me see. It's um it's June, so is it still snowing out in Western Pennsylvania? Stop last week. Okay. Uh, we're actually up to about 85 degrees today. I got out, oh, nice. as, you, as you would have done yourself, I'm sure, Todd. I went out and did a 16-mile six, bike ride this morning. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, so, I'd be all over that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you're a huge physical exercise guy. Can't, I, I, I describe so, myself as being very indoorsy. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. I was telling my wife the other day, I think six-packs are massively overrated myself completely you know, uh, completely I, I see it as a so. as a sign of of male insecurity that they would need to have a six-pack yeah. um yeah that's it you've mm -hmm. nailed mm -hmm. male insecurity yeah yes. absolutely yes anyway we have linus? some special guests today <laughs> I, I was saying what are you teaching linus is growing up <laughs> We're teaching him to toxic masculinity. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> we just interviewed Nancy uh, for the podcast. Nancy uh, Piercy, yeah. uppermost in our mind at uh -huh. the moment. Yeah. Anyway, I want to introduce our guests. It's a kind of revenge podcast today because I've been <laughs> on the podcast run by these three characters and I've been in the hot seat on two occasions so i'm turning the tables today and i'm gonna put our guests on the hot seat and uh our guests all come from the podcast kids talk church history one of them you've met before on this podcast and that is our good friend simonetta carr author of so many great books uh, for children on religious and christian themes uh, we had her on a few years ago to talk about the great book she did on michelangelo at the mm -hmm. time. More recently, she's just published a kind of comprehensive church history that we'll be talking about a little bit later on. Uh, the other two guests are Linus Plotner and Emma Sloan, who are two younger members of the podcasting community, but with a passion for church mm -hmm. history. So welcome, Kids Talk Church History people. Thanks. Thank you. Excited Hi. to be here. Good. It's great to have you all on. Yeah. I want you to know something, not to make you nervous, but I was recently at a um, a gathering of PCA pastors, Presbyterian mm -hmm. Church in America, PCA pastors, and I had a group of three or four um, pastors from China that had flown into to the U.S. for that conference. 
mm-hmm. all come up to me to introduce themselves to me because they listen to mortification of spin in China. Mm-hmm. Wow. So no pressure. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> Just because people all over the world listen to this. Here How depressing go. must it be in China that you have to listen to us? <laughs> I like well, it, it was it was it was funny. I I, I asked them, I said, now you know. So, so y'all are allowed to listen to us. You don't get any trouble. And they said, oh, no, you, you don't, you, you all don't say anything that gets us in trouble with the Chinese government. <laughs> so, there you well, go. Well, I'm going to kick off by picking on Emma because she is the sort of the grand inquisitor of the Kids Talk Church History podcast. So, oh Emma, Only great. on the episodes that you've been on. <laughs> well, it's great to have you on the podcast, Emma. Tell us, uh, what do you hope to achieve with the Kids Talk Church History podcast and why do you think it's important? That is a very big cosmic question. Wow. Okay. Um, I guess the the goal of it is to connect Christian children with their broader family. You know, because if we're we're brothers and sisters in Christ, both um, the people who are living at the time, but also back through time, and so that's kind of why I love church history is because you know it's our family, right? And uh, it's very important to to know your family history both because it will help you make good decisions because it'd be like wow look at all these people who made really good decisions and also it'd be like wow look at all these people who made really bad decisions <laughs> and then you will hopefully not do those really bad decisions um so i guess that's my motivation slash the reason why the podcast is is because it's you know this is this is our family. We're united in Christ, and that is a beautiful and very important thing. And also, it's kind of proof, in a way, of you know the validity of what we believe because God has preserved His church for right. you know six thousand years or more, mm-hmm. and that that is glorious and something that should be taught and celebrated. And I don't know. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Uh, actually, might explain why the Chinese listen to us because they listen to think, man, listen to all those terrible mistakes. We, you know, we, we need to avoid those. <laughs> no, that's a great answer, Emma. Yeah, thanks yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, as as you were sharing that, one of the things that went through my mind is when I when I first um, sat in a church history class in seminary and really and had a good teacher. Um, some of those very thoughts kind of came through my mind the very first time. I, I I hadn't really been taught that in my church growing up. My church did a lot of things well, didn't do that mm-hmm. well. And I remember sitting in a in a church history class for the first time with a really fine teacher, and I to, to I can remember distinctly feeling two things early on in that semester. One was, wow, I really wish this wasn't the first time I was really learning these things. And the other thing was, um, this is really encouraging in my walk with the Lord. Um, I, I was so encouraged to, to, to be reminded of the deep rootedness of what we're a part of. We're not a part of something that just came on the world scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a part of a big story that God's been writing. And that was really encouraging to me. And I, and, you know, I was 23 years old at the time and just really starting to learn that. And mm-hmm. I'm jealous for younger people. I'm jealous for kids and for teenagers to start learning that so that they'll start to grasp that stuff when I wish I had at that age. So I love what you're doing. It's really good. 
Do you have a particular favourite character from church history? Linus, let's throw it open to Linus here. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, Linus, how did you get involved with the podcast? And then secondly, is there a particular figure in church history that, that you fa- you're fascinated by? And if so, why? Well, I, I first became involved because I was uh, Mrs. Carr's Sunday school student for a couple of years. Uh, that would help. Gotcha. Yeah, and because she first she asked my brother and older my older brother and older sister so i figured i would be next and i was <laughs> and for a favorite character it would probably be uh i really liked uh Egeria because she uh she traveled and took notes and i just thought that that was a that's a really cool st- story oh wow could you explain for our listeners who she was give us a little yeah yeah give us a little bit of background well, it's, it's been a while but <laughs> <laughs> i can uh so she was this woman and she would go around and travel to different places and she would document her uh travels and her findings and she would go to like religious celebrations in and she would document them in a journal and parts of that journal were found today. Oh, wow. wow. Um, what yeah. what sort of time period was she alive in? Um, I'm not actually sure. I, I forget. Mrs. Carr will probably know. <laughs> I bet you she will. <laughs> I would probably. Um, yeah, pretty much fourth century. Fourth before. century. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very early. Very the age early. of the church fathers. Yeah. 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 Um, Emma, same same question for you. Who? And and this is a broad question. I'm sure there's lots of names you would rattle off. But if you had um, if if you had the opportunity to just kind of have access to to one person in terms of who you read about, who would it come down to? Do you think? Well, so this person has not yet been on the podcast yet, uh-huh. <laughs> but I love Thomas Chalmers. Mm. He's the oh. coolest. He is oh, so wow. cool. Mm-hmm. Pastor astronomy professor mm-hmm. does he he just did so much like really cool stuff and he was he was scottish which i mean which is great that's that's much better than english much better than english much better than english chalmers you know we had um sandy finlayson on some while back talking yeah. about his his little really excellent book on on thomas chalmers mm-hmm. facet i mean he was a polymath fascinating yeah. character yeah, if you want a guest on to talk about Chalmers, Sandy Finlayson is the man. He's written a, a book on Chalmers and really knows probably about as much about Chalmers as as anyone alive. Yep, yep. Sandy Finlayson and uh, George Grant would be another person mm. to have on who's a who's a Chalmers fanatic. Doctor Grant is the person who introduced me to Chalmers. He's ah. a history teacher through the his online lecture thing. So. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yep. Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. And how how do you prepare for each episode? So we've kind of been get, gather, gathering our bearings. So it's a little different <laughs> each time. It's like, which way is going to be the best way? But uh, Mrs. Carr will give us like some information. Sometimes we'll help write the script. Sometimes she'll just give us one and then we'll read it. And then we'll all like rehearse it together and be like, okay, is this what we want to say? And we'll be like, yes, this is what we want to say. And then we'll <laughs> interview the person. How do you choose the person to interview? That's Mrs. Carr. Mrs. Carr's choice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Mrs. Carr seems to be the puppet master in all this. I want to throw this out, though, because and, and right before, because I, I have a question for Mrs. Carr, Simonetta, mm, but okay. uh, just an observation, Emma, as, as you kind of talked about that, one of in just the whole idea of preparation, this is going to shock a lot of people. 
Carl and I do not prepare um, for, for our without good. <laughs> I'm shocked. We, we literally do not prepare. And every once in a while, our listeners might be able to, to discern that. But yeah, you know, the, the finely oiled machine occasionally breaks down, which is very occasional. Well, the, the other guest that we have on here, in addition to Emma and Linus, is uh, Simonetta Carr, who is not a stranger to our podcast. She's been on a few times over the years because she keeps writing really wonderful books. And we'd stop having her on if she stopped writing good books, but she keeps writing good books. And I've got to tell you, uh, this latest book of hers uh, published by Reformation Heritage Books, wonderful uh, publisher, um, is called Church History. Um, and it is a beautiful, big, beautifully illustrated uh, volume. I when, I when I first got it in the mail, and, and I was sitting in my big chair that evening, just going through it, I was having such fun with it. I mean, Simonetta, they, Reformation Heritage, for those who kind of appreciate how books are made, you know, their hardback books are really well produced. Yes. I mean, they, they, they make a good book and the quality, I mean, I'm just talking about the physical properties at this point, the quality of the paper, the quality of the illustrations. Um, this is such a, a, a beautiful book. And I, you know, so much of your work, Simonetta has, has focused a lot on juvenile readers, but um, th this is a book I would put in anybody's hands um, and I've already been encouraging folks in our church to get it, have it in your home, have it on your coffee table so that it mm. gets passed around a lot. And so that if you've got young kids, they'll open it up and start looking in this exactly. because this just bring, if, if, if I'd had a book like this sitting around in our house, when I was a kid, I'd have been all over this because for one thing, we only had four channels on TV at that time and there was no social media. <laughs> and, and I would have been all over this book as a kid mm -hmm. looking through it because yeah. it, it's, it's so well done. It's, it's accessible in its writing. And um, so congratulations on, on another great book. This is terrific. And I think that this is, um, I, I mean, I, I, all of your books are really, really good, but this one is kind of uh, your, your, your magnum opus at this point, I think. <laughs> this is kind of, seems to me as I was looking through this, it's kind of the culmination of all the years of work mm. um, that, that you were working towards uh, something like this that would be more comprehensive. Tell us kind of how it came to be and 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 what you're doing here in this book. Okay, how it came to be. Um, initially, another publisher asked me if I wanted to write the church history book, something like that. Uh, but she wanted it pretty soon. It, like I think she was gonna give me one year to do it, or and, and I said, you know, just too much. <clears throat> and I I had some ideas of maybe making it very simple, but in the end, I said it's too much. I can't do all that in a year. And then I I was talking about it with uh, my editor at Reformation Heritage, and he said. Uh, that he thought it was a good idea, but he said, but we'll give you as long as you want. No deadline. I said, wow, that's really good. And so I started to think about it. And then at, around the same time, um, the Alliance of Evangelicals offered me a column. Uh, they wanted me to write about people in church history. And I said, well, I can do both. As I write for, for them, I can 
study church history and uh, put things together. So basically that's what happened. And uh, I kept writing blog posts and study more about different times in church history. And then um, I, I don't remember when it was, I think it was 2019 or something like that. Uh, Reformation Heritage said, uh, so is the book ready? <laughs> so I thought I didn't have a deadline, but they started to put a little pressure on me, which was difficult because by that time I had just discovered a whole new world besides the Western church, you know, like uh, so much was going on in Africa and Asia and uh, South America. And I just had never heard of any of that. So I, I could have written a lot more about those, but yeah, uh, maybe I'll do a second edition or something. <laughs> yeah. What was the most interesting thing you discovered? I mean, you mentioned Africa, Asia, South America. Mm -hmm. Is there something that really stands out? You said, wow, I didn't know that before. And that has had a transformative impact upon how I think about mm -hmm. the church and the history of the church. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's that it's, uh, to find out the global church, uh, how much was going on in other countries that we don't usually know, um, and and just seeing things from other cultures' point of view that was very interesting. So, Could you give us an example, Simonetta? Well, I I I have written uh, in my series of. Biographies. I've written about a man named Young Tato, and I, I just, I, I hope I meet him in heaven uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> quite soon after I get there, because <laughs> somebody that really intrigued me a lot, and he had such a passion for the gospel, and um, and the way he explained, you know how. Uh, in the 50s and uh, 60s, it, it, you know, African nations were getting their independence. And um, with, with the independence, there was a trend of uh, uh, trying to distance themselves from mission, foreign missionaries. You know, not everyone did that, but many. And... Uh, he was just amazing how he explained how the gospel does not belong to one nation. It's mm -hmm. because it's about the person. Instead. And the way he explained things was so clear that I have often referred to him as the matron of Africa. <laughs> I, don't know if, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but that was a, a big revelation for me just to see um, how much... Uh, people that we know nothing about brought the gospel mm -hmm. to whole nations of continents. And uh, in uh, Asia, uh, Wang Mingdao, I, I wrote one about him, you should come out soon. Same thing, you know, just about, and not only is one of the many that suffered for the gospel, which is in itself amazing, but also his understanding of the gospel and his defense of uh, just uh, justification by faith alone at a time when the country, and if you have people in China listening, they might correct me and 
I, I welcome any corrections, <laughs> but I, I believe the country was more, uh, they were trying to use Christianity as a tool to unite, mm -hmm. to, to kind of infuse their, their feelings, uh, nationalistic feelings into Christianity. Right. So they were more like justification by love rather mm -hmm. than faith, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was really interesting for me. And I think listening to voices of people that, that are from different cultures enriches, you know, because we're used to listening to ourselves, Western people talking to each other. But when you hear people who come from different cultures, they have different questions. And, uh, but then pretty much come up with the same gospel, you know? So I think they enriches and enrich the way we see things. Yeah. Um, Linus and Emma, question for you. Um, so let's say someone's listening and, and people are going to be listening to this all over the world, by the way. Um, and, and they're thinking, you know, man, I, I, th this sounds really interesting and I would love to, to kind of start learning more about church history. Um, I don't have any background in being taught this. My church never really taught me this, whatever. Um, what, what would you, and, and again, there's no wrong answer on this, but just as you think about your own experiences and some of the some of, some of your favorite things you've read, whether it's a biography or a historical survey or whatever, other than Mrs. Carr's new book, <laughs> we just assume that that's the one they must read, but other than Mrs. Carr's new book, um, What's one that you would say, gosh, you know what, if you read this, you'll love it, it'll be fascinating, and you'll be hooked at that point. What, what would be, and again, it can be anything from, from a biography of a, of a particular individual or a larger, broad kind of survey. What, what's, what's, what's a book or two books that, that, that kind of would rise to the top of your list on that? Where to get started? What will really kind of hook you in? There are uh, Mrs. Carr's old books. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Line, I, I just Good want to put, a, I want to put a word out there. What you just saw from our young friend Linus was the way you do this. This is the way you do it. Uh, now, in all seriousness, her, her older books are excellent. I mean, I, I, we have those. We have her books in, in my book nook because we found that at our church because parents like to get those in the hands of their kids precisely for that reason. So we tease you, but it's a real, that's a really good answer. Those are, <laughs> those are great. Emma, you can't say Mrs. Carr. No. You've got to give us a different answer. <laughs> well, I was going to, because seriously, those, her, mm -hmm. um, the bi biographies of specific individuals, like those are what I read when I was younger. Like yeah. my, my dad would read them aloud Sunday afternoons. Um, so I, I legit was going to say that, but now yeah. Linus has stolen my answer. Um, <laughs> well, that's a legit answer, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, there, there was a lot of like um, historical fiction that I read when I was younger of like church uh, mm. missionaries and stuff. Um, oh, there's with, with daring faith. That's not a um, historical fiction, but that's a really good biography. Um, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Biographies are cool. Mm. A lot of, I, I I don't know. My my mom gave me a bunch that she read when she was younger. She was like, "These are cool." I was like, "Wow, these are really cool." Yeah. And, Daring and Faith is a biography of who? Amy. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it wrong. Hold on, let me let me look it up because <laughs> I've legit there. So there there are two. There's Amy Carmichael and Gladys yep. Alward, and I always get their names oh, mixed okay. up. Okay. So both are great people to 
to read about it. Absolutely. You know, we, uh, we've had, you know, we mentioned Sandy Finlayson earlier, you know, his wife, Linda Finlayson. Amy Carmichael. There you go. That's what I had in my head. And I was like, I'm going to be wrong on mortification of spin. (laughs) I should have just stuck with my gut. We've all been wrong on mortification of spin at some point in time. My grandma's going to listen to this. I can't be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, our our friend Linda Finlayson has written a number of little biographies for younger readers oh. on on various figures that are great to yeah. get in the hands of younger mm-hmm. readers as well she's yeah. got a whole series yeah. of them yeah um yeah yeah okay. great. And you could also always listen to the wonderful podcast kids talk exactly. Exactly. kids talk, tr- exactly. kids talk church pod- history pod- podcast you'll ever listen so, to so how how yeah. often like do, uh, do y'all record every week or does it come out more staggered than that we record every two weeks. Okay. Every month. Actually. Oh, okay. really? Oh. Yeah. Yes, every but month. We record every month two episodes every month. Two episodes a month. Oh. But not oh. not all the hosts are in every episode. Gotcha. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I have one more question before I turn it back over to Carl. Um, and I'm going to put you in a really uncomfortable position because Carl is sitting here. Who's been... When you've had some guests, who's been your favorite? <laughs> How about this? I, you know what? I'm not going to put you on the hot seat. I'll say other than Carl Truman. <laughs> other than Carl Truman, who's been your, your favorite person to 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 meet and, and talk to? The top of the also runs, you mean? Tops. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The 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 runners up. Mm. Oh man. Names are hard to remember, but the person, um, oh man, I'm going to forget which episode. I just remember his, like his closing. (laughs) You'll remember Linus and Mrs. Carr, but it was the guy who was like, if you want to learn church history, you should read Shakespeare and Jane Austen. And I was like, this is my guy. That Um, sounds like something Carl Truman would say. (laughs) Not, not Jane Austen. Not Jane Austen. Austen. Austin is the best. <laughs> the Bronte is all way. <laughs> Bronte is darker. That's why. That was the guy with the beard, right? The really the guy with the beard. Okay. I think so. I don't. Yeah. Well, so look for a guy with a beard. Bear. That's what we're talking about. We'll just here. have to listen to all the episodes. To <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That was John Bear. John Bear. John Bear. Yeah. The Orthodox theologian. The Orthodoxy. He wow. told us about. Um, um, oh, I wow, that's impressive. He mm-hmm. did some amazing stuff on the early church, John. Yes, Bear. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. And that's so, the guy, guy I was talking about, but I'm sure he was cool too. Yeah. So, the, so, so, really, what we're concluding here is that our friends in China might need to switch podcasts, right? Instead yeah, of yeah, listening yeah. to Mortification <laughs> Spin, start listening to kids talk churches. No, right? okay. They can do yeah. both. Yeah. Also, <laughs> we need to be better at remembering names. That's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah. Well, this has been this has been really good. I mean, I, I I was not aware of the podcast until I saw that we were interviewing you all, and that Carl had mentioned that he'd been on with you guys. And I thought, man, this is great. Um, I, I and and very seriously, I I, I want to tell moms and dads out there, mm-hmm. um, if you want your kids listening to some things that they'll enjoy, that are interesting, mm-hmm. and that might kind of raise the bar on on what th- they can start to learn to expect of themselves mm-hmm. um this is a great place for them to go um where they're going to learn some things they're going to be encouraged and they're going to listen to some of their peers 
talk about things that really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a great example to set for your kids. And so, um, you know, watch, uh, watch out for this podcast, check it out. Um, I'm, I'm excited about the, what, what they're doing. And then I, I want to encourage our listeners to do one other thing too. I want you to go to our website, mortificationofspin.org, and I want you to register to win a copy of Simonetta Carr's newest book, Church History. Um, I've already praised it. I'm, I'm just telling you, you want this book in your home. Um, pastors, you want to get this church out to uh, this book out to folks in your church. It's a wonderful survey of church history. It addresses all of the people that you would expect it to address, as well as, and Simonetta alluded to this earlier, as well as people you've probably not heard of before, but ought to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and along the way, it is a book that if it's out there in your living room, your kids are going to pick up and start looking at it, and you want that to happen. So get a hold of this book. You can register to win a, fin- a free copy at our website. While you're there, if you want to make a donation to the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals, please do that. And um, I, again, I want to say a special thank you to Emma Sloan and Linus Plotner and, of course, uh, Simonetta Carr uh, for being with us. It's been a, it's been so great um, to meet you two. So glad what you are doing, and um, we hope you keep doing it. So thanks for being on with us. Thank you. Thank you thanks for, for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. <laughs> and to our listeners, we say thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next time. Don't know much about history Don't know much biology Don't know much about a science book Don't know much about the French I took But I do know that I love Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. For more on topics like this, visit mortificationofspin.org, where you can find other articles by Carl and Todd, browse the archive of past episodes, and make a donation. We'll talk to you next time on Mortification of Spin. Mortification of Spin.